Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Welcome to the 43rd episode of Why Are People Into That, the podcast that reminds you, no money, no honey. My guest today is Jack, the stripper, a self-identified dope-ass cunt who loves money. You all know that I love talking sex work with sex workers themselves, and in this episode we'll explore the dimly lit champagne rooms and backstage dressing rooms of strip clubs all over the world. Remember, I'm now splitting each episode into two parts. So part one will be out on the first and part two, the 15th of every month. Okay, I've got some cool news. The feminist blog, The Establishment, will be posting Wire People Into That episodes with monthly original essays by me to accompany each episode's subject. Check out the establishment.co, that is .co, not .com, to read my essays along with some of the best intersectional feminist writing on the interwebs. Speaking of writing, I've been publishing like mad at Refinery29, including a sex toy gift guide for the holidays that you might find useful, as well as a guide to Trump and Pence's LGBTQ policies that you best damn find use for. You can find links to all of my published articles at tinahorn.net slash writing. There's still tickets available for my threesome class at the San Francisco Armory on December 29th. If you're in the Bay, come learn about green-eyed monsters and fantastical unicorns at armorystudios.com. So, slather yourself in vanilla-scented body glitter and strap on your platform lucite pleaser pumps for part one of Why Are People Into Strippers? Yeah, the strippers. 
How's it going? It's going good. <laughs> it's going really good. I'm awesome. Good time. Um, well, I'm really excited that you're here. I'm excited that we're going to talk about why are people into strippers slash stripping. Mm-hmm. Um, Me too. Cool. People are so into it. People are so into it, but people don't talk about it that much. We're going to talk about it today. Yes, we are. <laughs> um, so first of all, thank you for teaching me to make the... How, I, how do you pronounce it? Tadziki. Tadziki? Tadziki. T-Z-A-Z-I-K-I. You just you're Canadian. I'm so Canadian. It doesn't, and I it doesn't sound. I don't sound Canadian as Canadian as I used to. Mm-hmm. But it's Zed for me. Yeah, it's Greek, and I am one quarter Greek. And my mother did not teach me to make this, but I, I just use it as an excuse. It's just it's, it's fucking naturally. delicious. It's really it's really delicious. Refreshing. I like a dip. I like to dip things. I also love. Thank you for like th- for this being a a double dip safe space also mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah totally I yeah you gotta get been, in there i know I mean, dips are basically like sauces that are just made a little thicker so that they're like socially acceptable to like yeah because like sometimes i feel like i would just like eat sauce by the spoonful but i do i just see a chip as a vehicle for the condiment absolutely really like yeah. i'm not that into the chip just like i'm not that into sandwich i'm into the filling mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yeah tzatziki is where it's at i've totally eaten with a spoon before and i am i'm a terrible double dipper it's just normal to me i uh, never thought it was problematic and i do realize i offend people sometimes when i double dip i you know what those people need therapy I mean, it's not like I'm, like, licking the chip before I redip it. Like, I bite the chip. I hear it crack off on the outside of my mouth. And then I put the <laughs> chip back into the bowl. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not... Oh, God. It's just... My sister hates it when I double dip, but she's a Virgo. Hey, <laughs> hey man. I don't know what is what is in my, my uh, solar system that uh, makes me... Uh, disgusting scumbag that loves uh, double dipping but so uh i'm the, i'm just some kind of crazy virgo um and you're an aquarius mm-hmm, we established before yes we, uh, there are a lot of aquarius strippers interesting mm-hmm. what is your aquarius quality that is your stripper what's that venn diagram overlap aquarians are very inquisitive okay which makes um aquarians are very inquisitive and there's nothing people like more than talking about themselves. That's true. So people are willing to pay to talk about themselves. So, so all you got to do is ask questions and be interested. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Aquarians are good at asking questions in um, like a curious, non-judgmental way. Cool. In my experience. Yeah. And we're just, and we love to entertain and we love to be the star of the show. So all those things piled together makes me a fantastic stripper. Great. Well, I have to take your word for it. I have not actually seen your act. Right. No, most people haven't because it's. I don't perform as Jack the Stripper. I perform as like some non-threatening, like stupid blonde girl. Right. That's my character at work. I'm sure that is a yeah. very profitable character. Yeah, because also like a lot of people ask to come in to see me at work, and it's not fun for me if you know me. I totally understand. Stripping that. is fun. It's like dry humping a stranger is so hot. Mm. Dry humping someone I know is so fucking weird. Yeah. I would never want to do that. I would never want to do that. (laughs) Right. I can imagine like to a certain degree that having a friend there would feel like, 
oh, they're in on the joke and they like know me and you can kind of like wink, wink, nudge, nudge and kind of be like putting on a show for them even as you are like, like they're there to witness you putting on a show for everybody else. And yes. I could see that that would be fun. But It'd also, be fun. But, but also you're, you're there as... Um, it would compromise my hustle. I wouldn't be as committed to the character. Right. You know, simply put. Yeah. And you also probably... Yeah, part of the part of the fun and part of like what makes it sustainable is the ability to like sort of feel like you're um putting on your stripper suit and which is like your own skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and like and like going being like I don't know, like an interloper like in this world even if you feel like at home in that world it's like here I'm like I'm like yeah, being around all of these strangers and like putting on an act for strangers, but then when like your friends are there, it's different. It's totally different. And I love performing for my friends. I love doing comedy for my friends. Yeah, I was, did burlesque before. Yeah. I, I but I wasn't that good at burlesque. Like I love being on stage, but burlesque is so fucking hard. Yeah. Mad respect to the women who put so much work into their costumes and choreography. I just like can't do it. Yeah, it's a lot more structured. It's super structured and I'm just not like that. And I and I love performing sexually, but I think it makes people I know uncomfortable. Sure. You know, just because like unless you're fucking me, like do you really want to see me like acting like I might fuck someone else? Like that's like, almost kind of weird. I don't know. And I and sometimes I even question myself. I'm like, "Oh, is it because I'm secretly ashamed of my job that I don't want people to show up?" And the answer to that is no. No, it's definitely not. It's that. absolutely not. But sometimes I would even ask myself, I'm like, "Oh, how truly power proud am i of this if i if i can't have people come and see me and it's like it's just a different character and it and the chemistry is off when people who know you from your other life know about you like even like no one i don't talk about any of that stuff not what am i trying to say it's just a different character yeah. and i think a lot of strippers feel that way yeah you know like yeah don't come and see, you can come and see me at work but it's just not the same totally i love performing anonymously you know and that's hot for everyone what is hot about strippers well i think what's hot about strippers is that we're all perverts and we all want to stare at naked people yeah being hot yeah and and we all want to stare we, we all can't help but stare at somebody who is completely living in themselves happily and confidently oh man right yeah somebody who's just powerful in their own body with nothing else but their own body I think there's something beautiful about that. And dance. Who doesn't love watching dance? I mean, dance is just ex- human expression. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what's hot about strippers. And it's naughty. It's still naughty. Yeah. You know? And I and I, I benefit from it being naughty, but I also want it to be less naughty. Right, right. No, I, I know exactly what you, yeah. what you mean. I mean, that's true for so many of the things that we talk about on the show is that some of the, some of the tension and excitement around um, so many kinks and, you know, sexual proclivities uh, has to do with the taboo and has yeah. to do with the verboten and has to do with like feeling naughty and i'm like all about like yes feel naughty revel in the taboo like enjoy doing the thing that you're supposedly not supposed to do like work there's nothing wrong there's nothing unhealthy with like working that Mm -hmm. and so then like if we could imagine a utopia where there was like no sex shame like then would like sex be boring i i'm I'm not i'm not i don't i don't know the answer i don't know the answer there's always gonna be shame for something so i guess sex will always be exciting now that's not 
I don't know. You know, I'd like to get rid of shame, but I also, um, you know, I still want there to be like that shadow side that makes everything, you know, bad. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. So, okay. So, I mean, really, when you put it that way, it's quite simple. Like, strippers are hot because naked naked people are hot. Dancing is fun to watch. Going into a space in which you're allowed to stare at beautiful naked people. Yeah, encouraged, facilitated, Mm -hmm. staring. What's not to love? Yeah, it feels... I mean, I think it's entertainment, right? It's sexy entertainment. Yeah. And entertainment is... All people want is to be entertained. You know? People just want to see something beautiful that makes them feel good or makes them kind of zone out or makes them forget about whatever else is going on. And just to, like... Also, like, I really think that strip clubs are places of worship. Yeah. Like, you're literally... You're going to, like, throw money at a deity in the form of, like, a woman who's just there to entertain you did you read you know? did you read sandman in the no. 90s um sandman is a comic that came out in the late 80s and early 90s by neil gaiman um and it is it deals with like some gods um that he made up and some gods that are based on like actual human mythology, like basically like what if they were like living among it? That's like very reductive, uh, uh, way of, of putting what it's about. Um, but, uh, it's a mystical and super weird series, but, um, there was an issue. I talked about this in a piece on, um, tits and sass, um, that I did with Katie Simon, but there's this issue with, um, uh, Ishmael, who was like a, um, I think, oh God, I hope I'm not being super ignorant right now. I think a Mesopotamian goddess. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but in any case, this like ancient goddess who back in her time was like the goddess of like the temple of female worship where mm-hmm. like, w- like was basically like a sacred prostitute and like, uh, she has like survived on earth, like as all of her followers have like stopped believing in her, but now she like gets, uh, like a little taste of that by working as a stripper. What? And uh, I'll show. I think I have the issue. Here. I see anyway. a Neil Gaiman over here on your bookshelf. Yeah, I only know about him from The Art of Asking by Amanda Palmer. I had never heard of him until I, I found out would, that Amanda Palmer married him. I think you would like his early comics. Okay, anyway. I had no. I thought he was a writer. He started out as a comics writer, and then he started to write fascinating. Novels. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, anyway, <laughs> deep strippers? cut nerd talk. But no, it's yeah. really amazing. Like in like spoiler alert, but like in the issue, like she basically, it, like somebody who knew her when she was a like ancient goddess sees her in a strip club and is like, oh, this is and it's very not horphobic in my memory. I should reread it, but mm-hmm. like I think that they were kind of like, oh, this totally makes sense that you would work in a strip club. Like, and she kind of has this whole line on it, like, yes, like men come to worship me and they like throw like the equivalent of gold coins at me. Yeah. And like that's how I like feed off of their worship. And then in the end she like decides to um like destroy the place and like effectively commit suicide by putting on Sister Midnight by Iggy Pop and like do like really like fulling full like fully um like letting go like into her like powers her like stripper powers that she basically like burns the place to the ground by like not holding back 
I don't like that ending. You don't like it? No. Tell me more. Because what stripper story ever ends with her not dying or getting killed? It's a really, or killing herself. It's or a really, overdosing or regretting or like redemption narrative. Like again, like why can't she just keep doing it? Why can't she strip on into the sunset? that is a really, right that no no i i really i hear you i think that like when i was a teenager reading it i was like yeah put on iggy pop and burn the place to the ground but like i think you're totally i think you're totally right that i mean that's just i mean i think like burning the place to the ground is righteous and awesome and yeah you should do that also like strip clubs are run by fucking gangsters like yeah burn that place to the ground i agree with that but i guess i'm just tired of that narrative I i'm tired of the narrative of like the goddess having to die mm. for her to be like deemed a goddess oh man right like right, what about these has- living strippers who are still stripping who are who are making a living happily for the most part and like still existing doing that like all of the narratives all of the stripper movies always end with her running the fuck away from mm. that awful life and that's i think that's the most frustrating part of the narrative even showgirls even showgirls and Which, i love showgirls yeah i mean we had a very you put on a you did a screening yeah, here in brooklyn movie. of um, of showgirls and had like the showgirls drinking game which yes. i um <laughs> did I, you get tanked i i, I mean I had, <laughs> I, some, I had some i had some champagne that night there was i had some, some champagne <laughs> i mean like already there was just like oh, it, there weren't even that many cues to drink but <laughs> very stylistic movie yes uh, <laughs> i actually i i uh, I've I've seen it before and always appreciated it, but being surrounded by strippers and sex workers and allies, um, watching it that night, I was like, no, actually, maybe it's the champagne talking, but I think this movie is actually very well made and brilliant. It is. I mean, I I mean, Showgirls is great, and yes, it's made by a dude who had these obscene fantasies of what women actually talked about amongst right. themselves, but that's what made it funny. Right. It right, was right, so right. camp and like, and. It was this woman trying to figure it out for herself. And it also acknowledged that every single person in the world is a whore. Right, right, <laughs> Everyone. Right, right. Everyone is a whore. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just life. Yeah. You know? And yeah. like, and what's obscene about Showgirls, but I still love it, is that she took a significant pay cut. <laughs> Her dream was to be paid less. Like, what stripper... like. You can be a stripper. It basically, let's say she becomes a burlesque performer, like in so many terms. So this, this, sure. this, at the start as the casino, she becomes a naked entertainer who doesn't get cash thrown at her. Right. And like, it's not like those girls make money. Right, right, right. So right. she, like her aspiration was to stop dancing at the cheetah being a stripper right. in the 90s. So she's making like two or three grand a night probably sure, sure, sure. to get paid as a, as a dancer. I don't know if you heard, but the Dallas cheerleaders fought for minimum wage. Like yeah, enter- right, right, women right, right. who are entertainers who don't actually hustle Russell, right. get paid nothing right 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 so right, it's right. an obscene narrative and it's just this like guys com- like the director and the writer it's just this complete lack of understanding of how work works right like, right right she aspired to earn less <laughs> like that was it like i want to dance it's like yeah you're gonna dance but, like you take a pay cut when you stop stripping and you want to and like we all take a pay cut when we stop stripping and then that's the lesson we all have to learn is like we have to figure out an exit strategy because you, you probably don't want to do this forever maybe you do mm. but the idea is ha- is to have another source of income eventually because it's it's a really draining job it's yeah. really hard to like keep doing full-time forever yeah and you want like an you want something else and it, and almost everything else is going to pay less and that's just like we have to accept that so maybe that's showgirls is just the victory story like when you stop stripping you get a pay cut you know <laughs> and then you have dolphin sex in a pool with kyle mclaughlin yes you do 
<laughs> um, so why, if it's such a simple appeal, this voyeurism, right? The, the, the sort of like facilitated consensual voyeurism of going to a strip club and watching watching people dance and being in a maybe even like you could call it sacred space of like worshiping beautiful women and like worshiping like feminine sexuality mm-hmm. if it's so simple and so like easy to relate to and understand why is the stripper so denigrated because america hates women is the, is is I mean, I agree with you, but is the stripper specifically denigrated in America? Are there other cultures? I mean, you've done a lot of world traveling. Are there other cultures on earth that don't treat strippers like, like garbage? I mean, like trash? Like, I don't, I obviously don't think that, but like that, I don't think that strippers are trash, but I think that stripper or that strippers are trashy. That's a trashy thing to do, but like. Would you would you agree that that is like the popular the stripper in the popular imagination is trash? Yeah, she is for sure. Well, the thing is, I was like, where I started, I've danced in Canada, Australia, and the United States, and I've been to a strip club in New Zealand. So all like you know, Western yeah places. But when I first started dancing in Australia, I it was chill. It was just like yeah, that's what you like. There were well, more prostitution strip- is legal there. Isn't prostitution it? is legal there, which is so awesome. Yeah, there was literally there's a brothel in the basement, and then there was a strip club upstairs. Hmm. So and I worked in the strip club upstairs. So if you wanted if you wanted like a hamburger, you went to the hamburger place. You wanted a hot dog, you went to the hot dog place. <laughs> you just if you like you you went to the place that so you you it was enter- it was a totally different service that you're getting. You know and it, and the, that's how it works in australia it's different everywhere but either way whether you worked upstairs or downstairs it didn't matter it was just like this is entertainment it's fun titties are great vaginas are great like there wasn't the shame like and all the law like there's there i'm sure there are really strict laws in australia about it that i couldn't articulate right now but in the states they are so nickel and diming about what you can show what you can do what you can't do just to like keep it from happening to prevent people from doing this because i think specifically in america a woman who uses her body Mm. and turns a profit off of it yeah is terrifying right because like you literally don't need anything you just need your body and you can right. make a living. Right. And like men can't, men can do that in their own way, but like that's terrifying. So they just shame us into mm. like being afraid to do it. So, so stripper stigma is about social control. Absolutely. I mean, 100%. I, I mean, I agree with that. You know, like how many women go, I'm going to go and be a stripper. I'm going to go make my own money. And they say this to their controlling husband. Right. And he goes, you'll be a disgust. And like the only way to get her to stop from doing that is like convincing her that it'll be shameful. Right. Otherwise, you really can't stop her. She's going to go and she's going to make money. She's going to discover her own power and be like, right. I don't need you. And then like, you know, it's very empowering when you realize that you can stand naked and make money doing that. And you're not just standing naked. There's a lot of hustling. There's a lot of conversation. There's a ton of emotional labor. There's all sorts of things that it involves. But when you just show up and realize that, it is a life-changing moment for you. And I think yeah. as many men in power, they want as few women to have that life-changing experience as possible. I believe that. Yeah. 
Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. And like a total uh, self-publishing entrepreneur, um, you put out your own first book, The Beaver Show, yes. which I have right here. I can't wait to read it. Um, and you kickstarted that, right? I didn't kickstarter the book. Oh, okay. I kickstarted the tour. Gotcha. That's right. That's right. Because right. okay. I actually used, if you want to self-publish a memoir, I highly recommend Amazon CreateSpace. Cool. They did not pay me to say that, but they're great because you just, it cost me $8 to print my first book. Awesome. That you just, you upload it to the file and they send one back to you. But with a hardcover book that's with illustrations and full color, you absolutely need to do a run of, you know, several thousand, which is oh, a what, huge so, endeavor. Now, what if you were going to make <laughs> a hardcover full color book? That sounds like such a great idea. Thanks. I, I think it is a great idea, which is why I'm... Uh, actually releasing my next book <gasps> called Striptastic. Holy crap. And it is hardcover and full color. Wow. And I'm printing a lot of them. Well. So that's really exciting. And you are kickstarting that. And I am kickstarting the book itself this time, not yes. a tour. And this I, is to print the book. And I happen yeah. to know that because I myself have contributed to this kickstarter Thank you campaign so much. you're one of the first ones i was mm -hmm. like waiting with my finger on the <laughs> dial to do it i was so excited um i was first in line um and uh, i can't wait to uh see the book uh come to life and you this book is based on this is less a memoir and more an sort anthology like, yeah or like a sociological project almost right because you did a survey <gasps> is right it? oh my god am i going back into academia like <laughs> accidentally <laughs> I, I used to harbor so much resentment for like those academic journals you know or like the books that were like 800 dollars the professor wrote that made you buy them for your course yes um imagine anyway no i'm di i'm digressing no people should uh, definitely use striptastic for various how cool would that be? For econ, econ classes? Come Ooh, on. It is. Well, there is a chapter on economic theory. There you go. Yeah. And uh, strippers understand business more than anyone no I've kidding. ever met. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, I've learned a lot <laughs> stripping, learning about business. But, um, oh my God, what was I even talking about? Oh, is it, it's, it's, um, well, I guess, it, what did I call it? It's a collection of illustrations. That was the original idea but then this survey turned out to be wildly 
successful. And so far as I thought 20 girls would be responding and it was 300 and I had to stop accepting them because they were just, uh, there was just too many. I so had it's to like stop. 300 strippers from around the world. Yes. Right? It's 300 strippers from around the world who completed a 30 question, uh, short answer. Also, you know, paragraph long answer. Nice. Uh, and ever people wrote essays and, and really, they they were very forthcoming with all of the wonderful and sometimes really challenging aspects of the job and so candid, such great storytellers. I'm not at all surprised. I mean, strippers are entertainers. They know how to make something sound good. Totally. They're all actually really great writers and hilarious. I mean, you want to hear the clapbacks. Oh, my God. 300 stripper surveys. You're just like, oh, I love you. Like. I'm, there's like chapters to, dedicated to just like clapbacks to all the shitty questions you're going to hear. Yes. Like, what's your real name? And there's like 40 different answers you could give. Oh my God, and it I was love so that. good. And then there's so like. It's also like a useful tool. Yes, it's, a, it's absolutely. Well, I get a lot of questions, a ton of questions every single day, a lot of emails like, I want to be a stripper. How do I get into it? And like, I can't answer these questions. Like, you have to read, like, read the Beaver Show, read yeah. Surpastic, be a stripper. You have to go and do it. There's no hand holding mm. in this business. Uh, there is absolutely zero hand holding. That's why everyone thinks they can do it, but no one fucking does it. Yeah. Or a handful. Only the bravest actually, like, rise to the challenge, you know? So. Awesome. Yeah. So this book is a little bit instruct. It's a bit of an instruction manual. But it's mostly, when I said it's a celebration of dope-ass cunts who like money, is because it is. Because I fucking love all of these women. And they've all inspired me so much. And I'm just, I've just been like these ears at all the clubs I've been to. And I've just written everything down. And then this interview, this survey that went out, it's just celebrating their witticisms and their intellect and their hustle and all the things they've achieved. Because no one, not no one, there are people who are doing it, but... There's there's so many more people shitting on us. Yeah. So if I can be louder with this hardcover real life fucking yes, book, yes. I'm going to do it, you know? Well, I want everyone, if you can hear the sound of my voice, get on board. Now, when does the Kickstarter end? It ends on September 7th. Okay, September yeah. 7th. I'm three quarters of the way funded as we speak. Fantastic. Which is really exciting, but I got some stretch goals to make the book a little bit more blinged out. Okay, cool. So... I am so stoked. And yes, you can pledge until September 7th. You can buy the PDF version of the book for 10 bucks. You can pledge anything you want just to support the cause and to be united in the love for strippers forever. Mm -hmm. And you can, if you're feeling like a, a real baller, you can get baller lessons in Vegas. And me That's and right. Valerie Stunning are going to teach strip club etiquette and how to really celebrate whether you're a baller or a, a ballerina, you know, for anyone. <laughs> I think that like, I, like there's a huge... Uh, trend and like women are going to strip clubs a lot more mm. and it's awesome and I th and women have a lot more purchasing power than they used to and I think women totally. are really enjoying spending money and spending money on other women and, but as one of my friends was saying she's like I don't want to fuck up mm. mm -hmm. I don't want to go in there and like not be polite I not be respectful I don't know what to do and so we you can do them. that You've we can them. do that we can take you around wow you should maybe start like a consulting business like a like a strip club tour host that would be amazing thing. anyway that would be about? amazing i can't wait for all of the irons that are in the fire yes <laughs> there's so many irons in the fire i'm a lifer i thought i would retire but like i'm never retiring from this i'm i love i love the industry 
I love throwing money at women. Awesome. Who Me doesn't too. love throwing money at women? I love it. Yeah. I love it too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that and if if people are listening to this uh after the episode has come out somewhere down the line and they are not able to pledge the Kickstarter, will the book be available? For Absolutely. Purchase? Okay. Yes. Great. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be distributing it on Amazon and independent booksellers. Cool. And um other other venues not venues but there will be other ways you can get the book and you can always get the book on jackthestripper.com so Great. yeah so stay tuned that book will actually be coming out it should be printed and shipped to the united states in february 2017 so that's when you cool. can anticipate seeing it on shelves awesome yes i can't wait and I'm coffee Adams. tables and coffee tables everywhere everywhere yeah buy it for your in-laws episode 43 tune in on december 15th for part two follow at tina horns ass on twitter and instagram subscribe on acast itunes stitcher etc take a few seconds to write a review and tell your friends about my show visit wiredpeopleintothat.com to subscribe to our newsletter and listen to our entire archive as ever Wire People Into That is produced and hosted by yours truly, Tina Horn. Our theme song is by Vivid Windows, that's spelled V-V-D-W-N-W-S, from Oakland, California. And our website was designed by Justin Levesque. And this project is sponsored by my generous and hustling patrons. Make it rain at patreon.com slash Tina Horn. Until next time, I'll be booty clapping the night away. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.